0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inspire Me podcast. I'm Amelie Bull and today I'm delighted to welcome you to British freestyle skier Kirstie Muir. Kirstie is only 18 however earlier this year she competed in the Winter Olympics and qualified for two finals. Not only this but she also came second in the Winter Youth Olympics and many other people think that she has a very bright future ahead of her. In our chat we discussed plenty of things, what it was like going to her first ever Winter Olympics, how she copes with pressure and much more and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. Uh, Let's get started. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good thank you. How are you doing? I'm good thank you. So I want to start off by saying um, when you were younger uh, did you always want to be a skier from a very young age or was that something that just kind of happened?
1: Um. Well yeah when I was younger um, kind of my mum and dad introduced me and my sibling to skiing um, because they my dad had grown up skiing and my mum learned in her 20s and um, they really enjoyed it. So they wanted us to ski um, kind of to go, you know, on the Scottish mountains with, you know, just as a family. Um, but I did do like quite a lot of other sports as well. Um, I did some gymnastics and dancing and different things, um, but I'd always like done skiing as well. And it was just kind of the thing I really enjoyed. <laughs>
0: exactly and you know you mentioned um other sports and how do they sort of like all like the things that you learn in those sport like go into skiing if that makes sense yeah um I mean
1: there's a lot of kind of I guess acrobatic sort of stuff in my sport and um, so the gymnastics really helped with that just mm-hmm. to learn kind of the basic skills and basic flips and different things um and I also did trampolining which helps with kind of the air awareness and I can yeah. do a lot of the tricks that I do on snow on the trampoline so it's like a great way of like learning it before going and just like sending it on the snow um, exactly. and then I really enjoyed dancing and I, I don't know how it helped my skiing but I mean it was just one of those things and it was a really fun and um, fun thing to do I mean I did it until I was like 13 so I didn't focus okay. fully on skiing um yeah until I was about 13 14 yeah about well, 13 yeah
0: how did you get into the freestyle events as in you know you did your gymnastics and everything but you go oh i'm gonna go and have a try go and try something different
1: yeah so as i say i learned to ski for to go on family things but i um went to the dry slope because we got a local dry slope 15 minutes from my house which is really sick um and i was there just on a saturday kids club um and we always did racing um, during the sessions, which personally I wasn't as keen on. Um, and we always went to the freestyle slope at the end of the lesson. Um, and the coaches could just see how much I enjoyed it. So then they suggested I go to the freestyle specific night on a Wednesday night. And that's kind of where I got into the actual freestyle side of it. And I did that for years. And then um, when I was uh, almost 12, I went to Lax in Switzerland for the british champs um and that was my first time really training on a park abroad um and from then i was just like i was in love with skiing on the snow like in switzerland and stuff
0: and how have your like coaches and like your family and friends like helped you to get you where you are now oh there's so
1: many people that have really yeah really helped me out my family have been been with me the whole time and supported me and um I have to thank my siblings, my brother and sister for um for really kind of just pushing me when I was younger and just being there and always having fun with me. I mean, I always used to follow my brother um off piste on the Scottish Mountains and um just had a lot of fun with them. And then I mean, all the people that I skied with um at the dry slope and my coaches from the dry slope really, you know, it wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am without them because they really helped me when I was younger and really, um, you know,
0: helped me out with my sport. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you finish your exams now. um, But when you were like revising for your exams whilst, you know, um, training, how did you manage to cope with all that like pressure? Yeah, it was quite a it was
1: quite a difficult thing to to. you know mix this, the school and skiing Um, I just had to find kind of a, a routine that worked for me which was um, really it was skiing during the day um, like training and then in the evenings trying to find an hour or two where um, I could sort of you know do some schoolwork and then um, in our sport the weather can be quite a big issue so there's sometimes like full days that you just can't go training because of the wind or because of the snow so whenever I had a day like that I took the opportunity to do schoolwork um yeah. but yeah my teachers were really
0: supportive of me trying to help me out and give me work when they could. When you first got picked for GB what did it feel like this is what you wanted and you like growing up skiing how did it feel? I mean I was like over
1: the moon yeah to be like selected and just to just to know that people were kind of believed in me and that they were willing to support me and um, just help me along in my journey. And yeah, it was really, really happy when they, when they select, selected me. Yeah.
0: When you went to the Olympics um, this year, you were the youngest in your team. How, how did it feel? And it, was it a surreal experience that you just, you know, couldn't put into words? You're like, Oh my God, I'm in the Winter Olympics. This is so cool yeah it was was
1: like completely surreal and I think it's even more even more surreal like thinking back to it now like I'm thinking like did that even happen you know because as soon as you came home it was like back to normal life um but I mean I had such an amazing time I mean I couldn't have asked for like a better experience I had a lot of fun and it was really had a really good time with my teammates and just hanging out with all the team GB and um I mean I really loved the Big Air um like venue it was such a cool venue and just all of it I've actually like loved it all.
0: Yeah and that sounds amazing and did you feel lots of pressure going into it being the youngest or did you kind of feel like you know I'm here I've done all my training it's no different to any other event that you do?
1: Yeah so I was when I got to the Olympics I think my main goal was kind of to be in in the present, be in the moment and try and enjoy every every moment of it. Cause I knew it's kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime sort of, you know, yeah. thing. So um, I mean, I had done a lot of training and competitions in the lead up, and I was definitely like had some nerves and things going into the Olympics. Um, but yeah, as I say, I just wanted to focus on on me, on my comps, and I knew. That there was a lot of people like watching and but I was just like thinking that they were just all here to support me. I wasn't trying to put any pressure on myself and um, just wanted to enjoy it all because I know that I ski better when I enjoy it.
0: Yeah exactly and you talk about being in the moment, how important is it to be in the moment when you're in an event like the Olympics? Say? Yeah I think it's.
1: I think it's really important because you kind of want to experience it all, you want to remember just being completely consumed with it and completely like there you don't want to be thinking about all the external pressures or just anything at home I just tried to think forget about it all just so I could really enjoy the moment and really be able to look back and know that I really just went for it at that point in time.
0: Yeah absolutely and how do you stay motivated on those days that you know it's not quite going to plan and how do you go okay this is the goal I want to get to I need to stay motivated how, how do you sort of do that? I mean I think everyone definitely has a
1: struggle with motivation sometimes but I think that on the days that I'm less motivated, I just try and make tiny little steps. If I can make any little step towards kind of my goal, then I'll, you know, I'll be happy. Like there's some days that I'll make giant leaps towards the goal and there's some days that it'll, tiny little bits. But I think the days that are the tiny little bits are the actual, the actual ones that are the most important because you're still always progressing no matter what
0: you're doing or how you're feeling yeah um, exactly and I, I think that's really important in the sense that you're making progress and you're always making progress even if it's in small steps. And because uh, an event like big Air is like you know very dangerous yeah. like I, I was like, wow this is some <laughs> extreme sport um have you ever had like any injuries or you know when you fall over or something like that does it, to get back up and go okay this is you know I'm, I'm improved I need to change this or that kind of thing
1: yeah um I mean I always kind of forget how big it looks from an external point of view just because I'm so used to it and kind of so used to all how big it is and um, but yeah I touch wood I have been pretty pretty good with um not getting too badly injured i've just had a few concussions broke my thumb a few times <laughs> um, but i've been quite lucky but um i think yeah the biggest thing when you crash is is being able to get back up and go for it again because you shouldn't tr- you shouldn't let like a fa- you know a fall or a failure no it's not a failure that's the thing like it's it's yeah. a crash but there's you learn so much from it too like as you say like you can learn you can see what you mistake you made and try and be able to change it for the next run and i think sometimes crashing actually gives you the most progression and kind of helps yeah. you improve the most
0: yeah exactly and how important do you think um like failure and mistakes are to becoming like successful and like moving forward
1: yeah i definitely think they're really important i think It helps you kind of learn resilience and helps you to fully like just I don't even know how to say it. Like it just helps you to be able to pick yourself up with whatever knocks you down and still be able to to have fun with your sport as well. And just really push towards what you're wanting to do. I think. I Yeah, I don't like thinking of anything as a failure. I just like thinking of it as a little hurdle that you're just trying Mm -hmm. to get
0: over perfect and how do you like prepare before a big event is there like a sort of routine that you go into before or that kind of thing yeah so I mean I do get quite nervous before
1: some competitions so I think I always try and find ways of relaxing and um, one of them being just watching some netflix or something and the other one um obviously like i'm always away from home so i love facetiming home it's i love speaking to my family but especially to see my dogs um, and they are like such a big part of my such a big part of me and just i love seeing their faces because it always makes me happier and less nervous so um i always make sure i do that before i come other than that just i do try and run my tricks and and run through my head just so I can kind of visualise it a bit, but yeah. not not ponder too much
0: on it. Hi, and welcome to Quick Fire Questions. I hope you have all really enjoyed the episode so far, but this is the opportunity that I get to ask Kirsty some slightly different questions, ones which usually don't come up. Um, so I hope you like them, and let's get started. What is your go-to breakfast?
1: Oh, okay, some people get weirded out, but I like Rice Krispies with raisins on top
0: Ooh. and then milk, yeah. Okay, um, if you were to watch any Netflix um, program before a race, what would be your go-to like, show to watch?
1: I'm so happy you asked this because the new, the new episodes are coming out in a few days, and it's Stranger Things. I <laughs> love Stranger Things. It's so good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so good. I, I haven't watched Stranger Things, but <laughs> you're missing out. It's so good. <laughs> big Stranger Things fan, like you could have like on a note be sponsored by Stranger Things, like yeah. Okay. Please, yeah, love that. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have dinner with one olympian or sporting legend dead or alive who would it be and why oh my goodness um i can't even think so many incredible like okay top three then or top five
1: um i mean like i'm struggling to think of even one just because like how many there are (laughs) um Oh God, this is hard. I mean, there's obviously like people from my sport. I I, I mean, I've always yeah. looked up to Sarah Hoffman um, mm. and uh, I've hung out with her a lot, you know, in the last year doing all the competitions, so I'd love to go to dinner with her. I feel like Andy Murray would be really cool just to go to oh, dinner yeah. mm. And then Emma, she's doing so well in the tennis. What an actual legend. I would love to. <laughs> there's maybe, there's there's a three. This?
0: Yeah, there's the three. I think you'd have quite an interesting dinner, like you know, because then Andy Murray and Radikov, you know, they kind of like they get on, and then you know, you could have like
1: that would be a really good a dinner. Pick
0: two tennis people, but, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was
1: watching the tennis just before this, so I guess it makes sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what are the sort of? biggest lessons that you've learned from an event like the Olympics or just from skiing like at a top level in general um yeah I think a
1: couple years ago I got really nervous and really stressed for competitions way more than I do um now and I think from that I really learned that I've said it already but like when I enjoy my skiing and when I am in the moment not thinking about any other pressures then I enjoy it more and I actually am able to ski better I feel like I'm I can control my skis better that's yeah sounds a bit weird but it it makes sense to me I feel like and then um yeah so I feel like that's the biggest thing I've learned that just having fun and enjoying what I'm doing is really just makes it all better
0: yeah and you know for people that necessarily haven't started skiing like how how would you say you know to get into skiing and like when someone watching you at the Winter Olympics they go oh my gosh that is so cool how do I get started?
1: Yeah, well, um, all over the UK there's quite a lot of um, centres, whether that be dry slope or indoor centres. So I feel like the first step would kind of be just trying to see if there's one close to you, and I would also see if like if you had anyone else maybe that might be in you know might be interested in kind of doing it with you because I feel like it's always better when you try something new with some friends um because then you can just enjoy it with them and I guess it's a new experience but yeah I think getting down to a local center if you have one booking on some lessons or something and just yeah just going out there and trying
0: it because that's the first step exactly and do you sort of put a lot of pressure on yourself or you more laid back and go um, I have a set goal, but, you know, I don't really mind whether I reach, like, the outcome. It's not set in stone, if you see what I mean. Yeah,
1: no, I always, yeah, I guess no outcome is ever set in stone. So I feel like I do kind of live by that. As I say, like, over the last few years, I've definitely been learning to not put as much pressure on myself. Um. So, but I think, yeah, as I say, like, that's something you learn. It's not something that you can just automatically change. So, yeah, yeah. I think I've i started to get a little more, w- just a little more relaxed and just um, I know what I want to do and I know what like kind of my aims are, but not saying that's the only outcome I can have.
0: Exactly. And, you know, you've got a long career ahead of you. What are your plans now? You've got no exams. You can ski whenever you want. What are your next aims for the future? Yeah, well,
1: um, yeah, I'm really excited to not have to study this year because I think I'm going to take a gap year. Whether I'll go to uni next year, that's another question. But um, I am just really excited to be able to have some time just to go and train and try and progress new trips because I feel like the last year leading up to the Olympics, it was competition after competition, so we didn't have as much time to um, train. So I'm excited to get some training time. And yeah, I think over the next year, I want to hopefully aim to go to the X Games again um, because that's another big big competition from our sport um, and we've also got world championships um next year so I feel like that's another aim to to go and see how see what I can do there and see what tricks I can do um, yeah I think that's my aims.
0: Yeah that's really exciting and you know it, I don't know about you but did you prefer not having like, I don't know, you didn't have the home crowd when you um, skied in the Winter Olympics, but are you looking forward to actually having, you know, say in the next um, Winter Olympics, actually having, um, you know, people from your home country? Yeah,
1: no, I would be really excited to have just my family and friends there and (laughs) And just yeah, everyone I know that was supporting me at home, but being there in person would be incredible. Um, just to just to go and see them after my event would be exactly. Would be um, but yeah, I think China was a lot different with the COVID regulations. Um, everyone understood it, but I think um the
0: next time in Italy will be nice my family can come. Yeah, home. exactly. And how how was it like? after your event how did you feel after you'd done like you'd finished the final you know was it a sort of oh I've oh my god I've just you know finished the final I've done like so well considering you know you were 17 at the time what yeah. did you call your parents straight after or
1: you know that um, kind of thing yeah well um I think well straight after I'd kind of finished the event I almost burst into tears I was just over mm-hmm. the moon like I've got pictures of me crying and I'm like it's a bit embarrassing (laughs) but at the time I was just like I was just blown away by how incredible an experience it was um like I actually had no words to describe like how I was feeling like it was like such a rush of almost every emotion I had and I think um yeah it was quite a weird feeling kind of looking back at it but yeah I think um after I can't remember which of my three runs but they had a screen where you could see um some family um and my sister was up on the screen with with Mally one of our dogs um so I think seeing them just after finishing a run was quite it was quite nice to and I was able to speak to her and it was just really lovely to be able to speak to them and then yeah as soon as we got back after the event I was on the phone to my mum and dad just
0: so excited. Um. Thank you so much for um taking the time to speak to me. It's been such fun to speak to you, and you know, just learning all about like what you do and your plans for the future. I'm really looking forward to seeing you in the next, you know, few years. Stuff.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, and I'm really excited to see where your post podcast podcast grows. (laughs) It's gonna be gonna be a big thing. So,
0: um. Thank you. Thank you. thanks so much to Kirsty for taking the time to speak to me i had the most amazing time and i hope you all did too in the meantime make sure to go and check out my instagram at the inspire me podcast where there is plenty of information about the guests and release dates and that kind of thing and i just want to say thank you all for listening and hope to be back soon with another episode Thanks and bye for now.